This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. If you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to Galatians 5, uh, verses 22 through 26. And we are, um, well, I've been ministering on the fruit of the Spirit and, uh, you know, we, we're discovering that the fruit of the Spirit is basically, it's the fruit of our recreated spirit. And, um, and, and these are what I call godly attributes that every Christian should be walking in. Amen? And so and we're going to read through this list. And I, I, I like this because, you know, I, I don't know about you, but as a Christian, I want to walk in a full blessing. I want to walk in the blessings of God. And to do that, you're going to have to walk in the Spirit. Amen? And so, you know, to walk in the blessing of God, you have to walk in the Spirit of God. And um, His Spirit motivates us. Number one, His Spirit should motivate us to walk in love. Amen. Amen. And so that's the real key. So in Galatians 5, 22 through 26, it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Patience or long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. So this is the Apostle Paul, and really he contrasts walking in the flesh to walking in the spirit. And walking in the, in the flesh is, is walking in everything that's not good, amen? And so we want to walk in, in the spirit. And just a little recap, you know, I don't know about you, but, you know, I, I talk about this probably every, every week. I want God's peace and his joy full throttle in my life. Yes. Amen. Uh, how, how many people want more peace? Amen. How many people want more joy? Yes. And I want it full throttle. I, I want the fullness of God's peace and God's joy in my life. And that's really, that's the fruit of the Spirit. And really, uh, you know, the, 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 the fruit of joy is produced. Really, I believe this is when a lot of people think the fruit of joy is produced when we get something. And that's really great. I love to be blessed. But really, in God's kingdom... The fruit of joy is produced. God downloads his joy, not when we get something per se, but when we give something. Amen. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? When we give something out of ourselves to be a blessing to somebody else, there's something about God that he will just drop down joy in our lives. Amen. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Whenever you're able to do something good for somebody, when you have the... Uh, ability to do something good, there's something, there's a good feeling that's dropped down in our hearts. Amen. And so a lot of times we're seeking joy, but we're trying to get joy instead of give some joy out. And when you became, become a blessing and you give out to produce joy in somebody else's life, are, are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? What happens is joy comes back to you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, I, I, so, so really, the key to joy is, is giving out. We know this in Luke 10, 17, because the disciples were sent out to, to preach the kingdom of God. 
somebody say, I'm a preacher. You know, a preacher is somebody that proclaims. You know, we're all, you know, we're all supposed to be testifying of how good God is. And we should be talking about the goodness of God wherever we're at. Amen. In other words, we should always, the Bible says we should always be ready to give a, a, a defense for the, the reason why we live for Jesus. We should always be talking to people about the goodness of God. And guess what? If you start doing this, your faith is just going to go higher and higher. Listen, listen, if you want to walk in, in, in the, 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 the attributes of God, you got to walk in great faith. And to walk in great faith, you got to start bragging on God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So brag on God. And the more you do that and the more you, you, you give out by, by, by helping and, and, and doing something for somebody, God's going to download that, that joy. So, so he sent the disciples out. And the Bible said they went out, but I don't know how they went out. Hopefully they went out with a good attitude. But the Bible says when they came back, the disciples were full of joy because they were excited that the kingdom of God was working. In other words, they were praying for people. People were getting healed. People were getting delivered. People were getting... In other words, the kingdom of God works. The gospel works. I'm telling you, you work the kingdom, it will work for you. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so they were excited that the devils were subject to them in the name of Jesus. And so the fruit of peace is produced, so the fruit of joy is produced when we give out. The fruit of peace is produced when we give it to God. Amen. Because I'm going to say this, have you ever been stressed out? Have you ever, you're thinking about the problems, you're thinking about the issues, and what you're doing is you're, 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 you're meditating on those things. Amen. That's, what, that's how you get depressed, because you're thinking on the wrong things. You need to think on good things. You need to think on God's promises and not the problems that you, you are encountering today. And when you focus on, on, on giving it to God, somebody say, somebody say this, let go. Sometimes we just got to let go. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? Because the enemy wants us to, to hold on. But what you got to do is let go. Are you, are you, sometimes you just got to let go of that offense. Let, let go of what that person said to you. Let go. Are you listening to what I'm saying? You just got to let it go. Just, just let it go. It, it, it's not worth keeping you up at night. Just let it go. And if you, if you learn to let it go, you're going to walk in more peace. Because it says here in 1 Peter 5, 7, casting some of your care... Casting all, casting all of your care. You know, it reminds me of this story of this lady that came to a pastor and she said, she said to the pastor, she said, I, I need some help. And he said, well, what do you need help? And she said, I want you to agree with me in prayer. And he said, okay, what do you want me to agree with you in prayer for? She said, can you agree with me in prayer that God just takes away half my problems? You know, just half of them because I can handle the other half. You know, and the preacher said, no, I can't agree with you on that prayer. He said, why not? Because God wants to take away all your problems. He doesn't want you handling half your problems. I can handle the other half, you know. No, 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 no. No, God wants to handle all your problems. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? In other words, you've got to give it to God. And some of us think, oh, God, I got this. Have you ever have you ever started a project and you didn't pray before you start that project? And you said, I got this. I got this. I remember my brother, John, he he he, he works on the car every once in a while. I've given this story before, but since he's sitting here in the audience, I'll go ahead and give it once more. And and so, you know, he 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 works on cars. You know, I mean, part he's a part time mechanic. He's not full time. I don't think he can drop an engine or anything like that. He might be able to if he watches YouTube. But uh, but he was changing his oil that one day. And I remember he was under that car and he couldn't get that oil that, you know, you have to change that that little oil filter. Thank you. Out. I don't know anything about cars. But anyway, and he's trying to get that. And I hear a banging, bang, bang, bang underneath the car. And I don't know. But he couldn't get that, that oil filter off. I mean, he tried, it ripped, it ripped, the oil filter ripped, and it was still stuck in there. I'm telling you, I think it did. Did it rip? Yeah. And I'm telling you, I, I, you know, he was saying, bless God, better than saying other words. Amen. And, uh, but uh, he was keeping it clean. And, uh, but he finally got it off. But I don't know if he prayed did you pray? I, but, but, but I don't know if he prayed before he started the project. And I'm going to say this, that if you're going to walk in the peace of God, get God in your equation. Cast your care on the Lord and then let go and let God. Amen. I love that. And so, so that's the key to walk in the peace of God is to get God in your equation. To, to walk in the fruit of patience. We've talked about patience. And you know what? I, I, I'm not a... Man, I'm working on my patience. Anybody, anybody in here working on patience in here? And I'm telling you, it's a fruit that has to be developed. It seems like I hit every traffic light, especially when I'm in a hurry. Anybody in a hurry and you just hit every traffic light? It's like every traffic light. And it seems like they're taking like five minutes instead of two minutes. Like I said to my wife, this traffic light's taking way too long. She says it's two minutes. I said, I wish I had the button that the, that the police officers use. They can push that button and it turns green, you know. I wish, or the ambulances. I think they can. Do they have a button? Is there a button? I don't know. Maybe they do. I think they do. They might. Or they just go right through it. Amen. And so it says here, the fruit of patience is produced when we hold on to our confidence in God. In other words, sometimes we got to let go and other times we need to hold on. And there are times where we need to let go of what's ailing us. We need to let go of the circumstances. We need to let go of the situations that don't look right. And other times we need to hold on. What do we need to hold on to? We need to hold on to the unchanging hand of God. We just need to hold on to God. And when we do that, and we believe that there's going to be a better day. In other words, what you may be encountering, you may, may have some dark days you've been dealing with. But I'm going to say this, the sun's going to rise tomorrow morning. And it's going to rise Tuesday. And it's going to keep rising up. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? In other words, that God is faithful. I love what it says in Hebrews 10, 35 and 36. It says, do not cast away your confidence. Which has great reward. What is the devil trying to get some of us to do? He's trying to get us to throw in the towel. He's trying to get us to quit. He's trying to get us to let go. But, it, but here it says, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For you have need of endurance. 
uh, you have need of patience so that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. Amen. And so so these are are, our keys. The fruit of kindness we talked about is that it's produced when we help somebody in need. Amen. I'm telling you, there's something about just just being kind to people around us. I, I, I preached on this. The fruit of kindness, I really believe, opens the hearts of people around us. When we're being kind for, for a reason. The, the, the reason why we want to be kind to people is because we want to always point people to Jesus. The only reason why I'm kind to people is not because I have my own kindness that I walk in. No, it's God's kindness because God's been kind to me. Because God has forgiven me. Because God has, has let go of some of my mess ups. That, that God has allowed me to have some do-overs. Has God allowed any of you to have any do-overs in the house today? And I'm telling you, it's because God, he, he forgives me constantly. And he, he, he shows kindness to me when I don't deserve it. That, that I should show kindness to people around me. Amen. And so we need, we need to learn to show kindness. And this is something you've got you to gotta work at. It's not easy to walk in kindness. It's to, to help somebody in need. It's, it's always somebody else's problem. Are you listening? Oh, that's somebody else's issue. I was, I was watching this uh, testimony of this man. He's a young kid. And uh, he, he, uh, he was on this TV show. He, he got on TV over it. And he was a, a mechanic, a young, young boy, a mechanic. And um, he saw this car that was, that was on the side of the road. It looked abandoned, but, but he saw a person in it. And, um, and uh, I don't know if it had hazards on or whatever. So he pulled over, he stopped, and he looked in the car, and the lady was slumped over. And so he just got in the car and he started, um, uh, you know, he listened. She, she looked like she was out of it. And he started, you know, doing CPR on her. And he was doing CPR, the compressions and all that. And, he, and the thing was that it revived her. She got to the hospital. It saved her life. And the thing is that she, he didn't know how to do CPR. He saw it on a TV show. And he was just doing the beats just, you know, on a TV show that he saw. And, uh, and he said he was even doing it wrong. <laughs> Think about that. And now he's on this TV show talking about it. And, and he said it would be what anybody would do. I don't think so. <laughs> so. I mean, you see somebody laid out, sprawled out, slobber coming out of their mouth. Somebody else helped that person. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to give them mouth to mouth. Are you listening to what I'm talking about? Uh, can, does anybody know CPR here? You know, amen. I mean, you know, and if you are certified and I fall out, you may. Have, no, I won't go there. But are you listening to what I'm saying? But 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 this kid did what he knew what to do. And now he's now now he, he doesn't even consider himself a hero. But the, but people are calling him a hero. That lady is alive today. You don't know what good act that you do can change the destiny of somebody. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? I love what it says in Ephesians. You know, you're not just saved for yourself. You know, you, you, the Bible says that, that we are God's workmanship, Ephesians 2.10. We're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand 
that we should walk in them. And this is the thing. This young man, I, he didn't really mention anything about God. And he, he may not have Jesus in his heart, but he has a heart of kindness. How much more should we have a heart of kindness? Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so the fruit of goodness uh, is another fruit that we talked about. And the fruit of goodness is produced in a believer's life through submission to the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. Uh, in Galatians 6.10 it says, Therefore, if we have opportunity, let's do good to all, especially those who are in the household of faith. So, so the fruit of goodness is, is us doing good. Amen? It, it, it's being motivated by God's Word to do good. Now today, I'm going to talk to you about the fruit of faithfulness. Faithfulness. Amen. And faithfulness, I believe, is the bedrock of God's blessings. But not only that, faithfulness is a connection. I really believe this is a connection to success in any endeavor in our life. Has anybody ever been faithful to a diet? Has anybody ever been unfaithful to a diet? I'm going to start out. I'm going to do keto. By the end of the week, you're eating Twinkies. You know, you know what I'm talking about? Uh, you, 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 how many people, you know, we, we, we want to get faithful. I'm trying to get faithful to, to, to keto, you know, trying to eat right. And, you know, but keto, you're supposed to eat the fats, right? So Twinkies should be all right. No, we won't go there. And uh, so I'm going to go paleo. And that's where you can add fruits. And they say that's dirty keto. That almost sounds like a bad diet. Dirty keto. Oh, I won't go there. But are you, does anybody know what I'm talking about keto in this it's, it's ketogenics. It's that your body can start burning fat instead of sugar. And so, so, so the problem is with faithfulness, a lot of us are faithful to the wrong things. We're faithful to our bad habits. We're, I'm faithful to my bowl of cereal at 11 o'clock at night before I go to bed. You know what I'm talking about? Anybody like that bowl of cereal? Anybody, any cereal people in here? Anybody know what I'm talking about? I love cereal. Glory to God. Any cereal people in there? I'm talking to the wrong crowd here. But it's healthy cereal, right? It's healthy. All right. Captain Crunch, it's healthy. <laughs> Are you listening? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. So the fruit of faithfulness. So we don't want to be faithful to the wrong things. That's what bad habits is all about. It's being faithful to the wrong things. But what if you became faithful to the right thing? What if you became faithful to God? What if you became faithful to your spiritual walk in God? What if you started walking right with God, like, 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 like not just on Sundays, not just Sunday morning? What if you started worshiping God, like, like maybe like every day? <laughs> what if you started, what if you started putting, getting faithful to God? Amen. In Proverbs 28, 20, it says a faithful man will abound with blessings. So, so we, we, we need to learn, understand what, what faithful means. And actually faithfulness, it, it means it's two things. Number one, you may be surprised. Faithfulness is a conviction about something that deals with believing something from the heart. It's a conviction that leads us to some sort of continual action. Think about that. So, so, so faithfulness is a conviction that leads us to some sort of continual action. In other words, faithfulness, the word faithfulness really means you're full of faith. 
faithfulness, you're full of faith. If you're full of faith towards the things of God, then, then you believe, what you're believing is, if you really believe, you believe God and you believe his word. You believe what his word says. If, if you really truly believe God, that, 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 that seeking God produces something, the Bible says in Hebrews eleven six 6, that, that, that God is a what? A rewarder of those who what? Diligently seek him. Now, if you really believe that scripture, that God wants to reward you, that God wants to bless you, then you're going to be a diligent seeker of God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? If you believe that, I believe that. Because I'm telling you, I believe that God is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And so, 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 so faithfulness is being full of faith, and your faith is what you believe that about God and what you believe about God is everything that's going to that's going to that's going to affect how you live this life. I believe the Bible says delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. I believe that. So that's why you're hopefully you're in church today, because God wants to give you some desires. He there's some desires that has been downloaded in your heart. See, listen, I was never meant to be a poor man. I was never meant to be broke, busted or disgusted. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not meant to be to live in debt. Debt is not a part of Pastor David's equation. How about you? Amen. I mean, God doesn't want you in debt. He doesn't want you in poverty. He doesn't want you barely making it or just barely making your bills. No, God is not a God of just enough. He's not a God of, of less than enough. He's a God of more than enough. He wants, you in the, he wants you in the overflow. He doesn't want you tapping the reserves. And too many Christians are trying to tap the reserves. They're, they're getting on their knees and begging God to help them. When, when really, God has already done everything he can about your situation. He, he did it through the cross of Jesus Christ. Jesus paid for your healing. He pray, paid for your prosperity. He paid for your life. It's all set. We just need to walk in it. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? And so, so we're talking about faithfulness. Amen. You know, as we explore faithfulness and it is a continual action, faithfulness is a continual action of what you believe. If you believe seeking God, that there's going to be blessings that comes from seeking God, it's going to happen. The blessings are going to start running after you and overtaking you. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? God will start doing things. Hebrews eleven four. I love this. This is called the hall of faith. And these are Bible characters and uh, 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 and these Bible characters are people that walked with God and they were faithful. And the first Bible character in the hall of faith is Abel. And it says, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which he obtained a witness that he was righteous. God testifying about his gifts and though he and, and through it, he being dead still speaks. So we see here that the Bible records that Abel gave his very best to God and, and, and God blessed him. And, 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 you know, even though, listen, you know, Abel has an eternal name 
in the Word of God, in the Bible. The Bible is eternal. The Word of God is eternal. And, and you have Abel in the eternal Word of God. And God is commending Abel for his faithfulness and giving his very best to God. Amen. And the question I want to ask you today, you know, are you giving your very best to God? Are you faithful in serving God? Is God first in your life? Are you faithful in putting God first in your life? You know, it took me many years to do that. Now, now, you know, one of the ways that we can be faithful is, 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 is giving our tithes and offerings. That, that's a way we can be faithful to God. And, and, and really, that, that is really the key to your financial blessing. Because the Bible says that, listen, if, if, the Bible says by the measure you give, it will be measured back to you. So, so, so by the measure you give, it'll be measured. if you give zero, then what's going to be measured back to you? Zero. Are you listening to what I'm saying? By the measure you give. And, and I like the tithe because it, it, it's, it, the, the tithe is the tenth part of your income. And it should not be on the bottom. That When you get your paycheck, that should be the first thing. We should be faithful to giving God our tithe. Amen. And why is that? Because God wants to bring a blessing into our lives. God doesn't want money having us. And so if we have this idea that the money's all ours and we work hard for it. No, God gives us the ability. He gives us the, the strength. He gives us the favor and the grace to work a job. Really, in a sense, we owe God. In a sense, we owe God. God owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns it all. But he gives us an opportunity to, go, to, to give back to him what he has given us. And when we do that, he can open up the windows of heaven. He can pour out those blessings. And some of us are blessed. Don't get me wrong. You, we, we got givers. We got tithers in here. But, but, but God wants to bless you even more than where you're at. If you're not in that area, he wants to bless you. So it says here in Malachi 3.10, it says, bring some of the tithes. That's right. Into the storehouse that there may be food in my house and try me in this, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour you out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. See, see, this is where I want to get at. I want to get to the point where God is blessing me so much. I don't have room enough to receive it. In other words, there's so much blessing coming into my life, i got to give some more of it away. I want to I have that overflowing blessing. Does anybody want to be in that crowd? I want to be in the overflow crowd. I want to be in the, the blessing crowd. Well, well God will do that as, you, as you're faithful to giving to him. He said he will open for you the windows of heaven, pour you out such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. And I will rebuke. I love this. Rebuke the devourer for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground, nor shall your vine fair bear fruit in the field, says the Lord of hosts. And all the nations will call you blessed for you'll be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. And so this is a real key right here, because if you really believe that God wants to prosper you, then you need to get into his prosperity plan. And how do you do that? Through, through, through tithes and offerings. Amen. 
And, you know, I proved this out. God has blessed me. He has opened doors of grace for me. God is still doing awesome things for me. But I've seen my father and my dad was a tither for so many years. But my 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 dad was all no, nothing. He never lacked anything. Not only was he a tither, I found this out about my dad. He was a giver. I found out that he would give to people that were in need. When people asked him, he was just a giver. My, my mom was telling me about my dad. And, and I'm telling you, and, and he lacked nothing. He seemed like he never worried about finances. And, you know, I, you know, I, I saw my dad and I said, you know, if it works for my dad, it has to work for Pastor Dave. And it will work. I guarantee you, if you work it, glory to God. I, li- I like this. So, so God wants to prosper you. Hebrews 11, 5 and 6. Let's look at another character here. It's Enoch. And it says, by faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For, because he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. But without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he comes to God, must believe that he is and that he is a warder of those who diligently seek him. So we have this character named Enoch. And this is really interesting that he walked with God. But see, see what made Enoch so different than everybody else? And he got raptured. God had to have him in heaven because he was consistent in his walk with God. In other words, he just didn't worship God just one day a week. He worshiped God like every day. You know, I, I think about this. I think about how, how, how God blesses the patriarchs. And, you know, you think about Daniel. And you think about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. You think in the book of Daniel, it talks about that they came in, you know, they, uh, the Israel was under siege uh, by the Babylonians. And they, were, and they were taking in the best people uh, of the countries that they were attacking. And so, so Daniel, Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, they were, they, were, they were brought in. They were the brightest you know, people to, to, to serve in, in the Pharaoh's court, in the king's court. And, and so they were, desi- they were there to be raised up as king's counselors. Amen. And so, and so they made a decision not to drink the king's wine or eat his food, but to keep with the Jewish dietary laws. They made that decision. They stayed faithful. They stayed faithful to their roots. They stayed faithful to the way they ate. They stayed faithful. And, 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 and Daniel was the negotiator and he was able to talk to the, the head guy and they allowed him to do this. They tested him for 10 days. They looked better off than all the others that were drinking the wine and eating the, the king's meat. And they were healthier after 10 days. And the Bible said that they had more wisdom, more insight, more knowledge than all the other uh, people that were being trained from all these other nations that they were conquering. And I'm going to say this, when you become faithful to God and you start serving God, you start walking in his ways and his, and his action and the way that he wants us to walk, I'm telling you, he's going to raise you up. You know, I think about Daniel and, and, and there was a time where Daniel, uh, where a decree was was put forth that, that for 30 days you couldn't pray to any other God but to the king's God. And so, and so Daniel, you know, you know the story. The Bible says that he prayed three times a day. 
Think about that. He worshiped God three times a day, and that was his custom. In other words, he was faithful to getting on his knees. What if we did that? What if we got on our knees every day? What if we started worshiping God every day? What if we, we started doing this and staying consistent and seeking God? What would God do in our lives? I believe that God will do amazing things in our lives. And Daniel, even though that decree went forth that he wasn't supposed to pray to any other God, he opened his windows, he got on his knees, he started praying in front of God and everybody. He didn't change his routine. He didn't allow the, 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 the king's decrees. And guess what happened? You know what happened? Sometimes you're going to get some persecution. Sometimes you may, you know, you may get some persecution, but, but you know what? You keep moving in God, God will vindicate you. And we know that he was thrown into the, the den of the lions. And you know what happened? Those lions did not, they ended up becoming his pillows that night. And you know what? Those lions were hungry lions. And because we know this, the story says that, that the next day the king asked if, if, Dan, if Daniel was fine. He said, I'm fine. Live king. Live, live long life. He got him out. And the people that, that started this whole thing about, the, about praying to one God, those people got thrown in. And guess what happened? The lions tore him up. And Daniel got promoted. Are you, what, are you, what am I saying to you today? I say, I'm saying that we need to start getting faithful. Some of us are faithful to our TV shows. How many people are fa- I'm telling you, I like American Got Talent. Anybody American Got Talent people out here? Man, I'm faithful to that show. Are you listening? I, I, I like, um, what's the other one? I like America Ninja Warrior. America Ninja Warrior. I love the way the guy says it. I'm not saying it's good, but I love it. You know, anybody ever watch that show? You may see Pastor Dave on that show sometime. I, I could conquer Mount Doriyama, whatever that mountain is. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, I'm seeing myself swinging through there. I could do what they do. Maybe not. But anyway, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Just, just get me the, the older guy's version of well, the monkey bars. I can do monkey bars. Amen. So what am I saying to you? I, some of us are faithful to I, I remember one time I used to be so faithful to my TV shows. If they didn't get recorded, I would get mad. Anybody like that out here? You, any, TV, any TV buffs out here? No, you guys are so spiritual. You guys are just sitting there like, no, pastor, you are so carnal. <laughs> we don't watch TV. We read the Bible 24-7. We're doing the word, man. You are carnal. Listen, but we need to be faithful to God. We need, we need to get God inside-minded glory to God. And so we see that, that, uh, that Enoch walked with God. And I believe Enoch was a lot like Daniel, that, that he spent time with God. And I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to start getting up and spending time with God. Get a a devotional. Spend some time in God's word every day. But carve out some time for God. And start becoming faithful. See, I'm faithful to my devotion. Every day when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I do. I get on my phone. I read my devotional. Anybody like that out there? 
And why? Because I got to have God in my life. I, I, I got, and, and sometimes I'm reading the devotional and God will give me something out of that devotional. And I've, I read one devotional. It was like on a Sunday morning one time. I didn't have too much to preach. And that devotional helped me preach my message. Good thing about that. Amen. I mean, it would have been a short message. Right? But, but when you get and the word of God will speak to us. That's why we want to say, because God, because God wants to speak to us in our problem, in the areas of our life where we need to hear something from God. We need to spend time with God. And when, and when we do that, I'm telling you, God will bring us up to the next level. Amen. So we need to be faithful to our relationship with God. You know, in Matthew 25, 1 through 13, Jesus is talking about the ten virgins. And I, do you, how many people want to be rapture ready in the, in the audience today? Amen. I don't know about you, but I, I believe Jesus is coming back. Amen. But I don't know if he's coming back for everybody. Oh, man, the pastor. Oh, you just be in faith. What about the people believing that, that we're going through the tribulation? Are they going to be picked up? I don't know, you know, but I, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to I'm not going to go through the tribulation. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to be picked up. Glory to God. On the second load, the, the dead in Christ will be raised first, but I will be there, glory to God. But the, the Matthew 25, he talks about the kingdom of heaven shall be likened like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out and meet him. Then all the virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, said, No, lest there should be not enough for us. But you go rather to those, uh, to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in to the wedding at the door was shut. After the other virgins came all saying, Lord, Lord, open us. Open to us. But he answered and said, Surely I say to you, I do not know you. Wow. Watch therefore for you not neither the day nor hour in which the Son of Man is coming. So, so we see this picture that Jesus is talking about. He's talking about ten uh, virgins. And, 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 and the ten virgins, I believe, represents church people. Five of them had their oil fill. How do you get your oil fill? Come to church. Uh, there are so many Christians out here, believers in Christ. They say they believe God, but they're, they're not coming to church. They're not, you know, they, you know I, I'm inviting some of them. They say, oh, yeah, I got a relationship with God. But they're not in any church. They're not, they're not being fruitful. They're not doing anything. They're just living their life for themselves. I don't know if that's the type of person that Jesus is coming back for. In other words, Jesus is coming back for somebody that's ready. How, how many, man, can I get down here? How many red hot people do we have for the body of Christ? How many people are fired up for God? You've got to get fired up for God. And I'm telling you, sometimes our faith gets kind of wane at times. Sometimes our faith gets kind of, oh, you know, you, you know the, the, listen, the enemy of our faith, the enemy of our faith is getting relaxed in the things of God. That's the enemy of our faith. Just being relaxed, just laying back, not pressing in to the things of God. The, the, it, it's, just, it's just the status quo. Oh, just another Sunday service. Just another time I'm going to open my Bible. No, every time you come to church, it should be something spectacular. 
It should be, you should be coming expecting a life change. Because we're supposed to be going from glory to glory, from faith to faith. I, we need to be burning for God. We need to be fired up for God. And we don't need to get lackadaisy in our walk with God. Oh, yeah, I can, uh, I can uh, take God or, or not. You know, no, you've got to have God every day. We need to keep our oil filled. Amen. And in the Bible talks about in the hall of faith Noah. And it talks about how Noah uh, divinely warned, verse 7 of Hebrews 11, faith, uh, by faith Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he con- uh, for which he, uh, God, condemned the world and became the heir of righteousness, which is according to faith. So we see this. Listen, when God gives you a task or when you are giving a task uh, to do something, are you faithful in following it through? Or are, are you listening to what I'm saying today? Are you faithful to the process of following the task to the very end? Or do we just kind of do part of it? I'm very good. You know, when I make a decree, I'm going to do something. You know, I may organize. I'm not the greatest organizer in the world, but I make a decree. I'm going to try to do something maybe in my garage or in my room or whatever. And I tend to do it halfway. I just get it just done. You know, it looks good, but it's not really thorough. You know, the closet needs to be cleaned out. And you just throw it all in the closet. Have you ever done one of those? Just throw it all in the closet, make it look nice and neat, and like, ooh, yeah, 15 minutes. Now let's go watch my TV show that I'm committed to. Do <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No, we got we to gotta follow things. When God gives us something to do, when he, gives us, when he shows us something that we need to do, we need to say, okay, yes, Lord, yes, and follow it through to the end. See, see, he gave Noah a task. He said, Noah, I want you to build the ark. And most people think it just took a couple years. It took over, a, it took 100 years for him to build that ark. And he had to stay faithful and committed to the process. Even though it may not have been going good at times, he may, he may have had some injuries, you know, it, may, it was slow, it was a process, but the ark got built. And I'm going to say this, see, some of us, we fall out of God, we quit God too early because we forget that there's a process of development that God has us in so that we can walk in the fullness of his blessings. So we start tithing and, and, start, and our refrigerator breaks down or something doesn't work and we, we start off good and we say tithing don't work. So you stop tithing. Or you, you, you start giving to God and somebody that you, you're witnessing and this person says they're coming to church and they don't show up and you've done it twice and they did it twice and that's it. I'll never witness again. No, no. Stay faithful to the process until they tell you to get out of your face. You know, I witness to people a lot. You know, I'll do everything and I'll keep witnessing. I keep going until they, until they change their number. You know what I'm saying? Why? Because you want to keep reaching out to people. You want to just keep loving people. 
And eventually they, they will come in or they will be judged. Hello. You know, people will be judged when you're walking love and you're trying to witness Jesus to people over and over again. If they keep saying no to Jesus and no, you know, and some of them are Christians, they barely make it into heaven. And, and God's going to give a show them a screen of their life and say, this is your life. This is how you lived your life. Just struggling, trying to barely make it, really just doing the status quo, being an average, ordinary, losing Christian, not moving in the things of God. That that's your life, but this is what your life could have been. It could have been blessed. It could have been prosperous. You could have been winning souls to the kingdom of God. You could be walking into blessing, but people are settling. And listen, I'm not going to settle. I'm not going to just settle for status quo. I'm not going to settle. Settle just being an average Christian. I was never meant to be average. And you were never meant just to be an average Christian, barely making it just on the skin of your teeth in the kingdom of God. No, we're supposed to come in like conquerors. We're supposed to be mighty men and women of God. The second definition of faithfulness is staying true to someone or something, being trustworthy, being someone who can be counted on. Now, I love this definition because once we're engaged in the process, can we be counted on? Can we be counted on to show up even though we don't feel like it? Can we be counted on? I, I, I love my blender. I, I, I make a lot of uh, uh, fruit drinks and, and, and uh, power shakes. And How many people are power shake people out here? Nobody. Nobody. My God. My blender is almost my best friend. Any blender people out here? Man, I got the Vitamix. It's a $400 blender. I better be using it every day. It's an expensive blender. And I've had it for five years, and it still keeps on going. It has like a two-horsepower two engine in that sucker. I mean, it'll grind up bones. That's how wonderful it is, the Vitamix. Should I be selling that today? But anyway, um, it's a Vitamix. And I use it almost like every day. And I'm putting in my blueberries and my almonds and my special whey powder and, and putting all that in. And I'm, whew, I'm loving it. <laughs> it's actually, you can make it taste pretty good. Anybody ever, any smoothie people out here? Okay, we got four. Okay. And, uh, and listen, listen. But you know what? Every time I go to my blender, it works. In other words, I don't have to think about it's going to work. It's faithful to, to making my drinks. It never shuts down on me. It's faithful. It's what it's, it does what it's supposed to do. That God created us, and he created us to work. Oh, pastor, that's a four-letter dirty word. No, he created us to work. He created us to be producers. He wants you to be productive in his kingdom. He doesn't want you just to be focused on yourself and having everybody else wait on you. No, he wants you to be focused and he wants you to be productive. He wants you serving. He wants you walking. So you why? So you can be a blessing to others and then he pours the blessings on you and you pour the blessings on others and it becomes a cycle of blessing that keeps moving around. It's I call it the cycle of life. 
in the kingdom of God. And when you're giving out and you're blessing and he's blessing you and you're blessing others and he keeps going on and keeps going on like the energizer bunny. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? So, so we, need a, we, need, we need to stay faithful in, what, in the projects that God gives us. Let's look at what can hinder our faithfulness. And I'm closing down, but let's look at what can hinder our faithfulness. James 1, 6 and 8. It says, but let him ask in faith without doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. For he is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. You see, what kills our faithfulness is, is, is doubt and unbelief. And you say, well, how does that work in? What happens is that we start faithful, but then things happen in our life that, that seems, it seems like that God is not with us. You know, we encounter an issue. We encounter a problem. We encounter uh, a, a challenge. And, and we have faith challenges. And it seems like while we're praying and believing God, things aren't working. And what happens is we start doubting the promises of God's word. And so when we start doubting God, we pull back on our faithfulness. We, or we're praying, but we're not seeing the answer to prayer, so we give up on praying. We're, we're reading the Bible, and we, we, we're, we're, we're trying to adhere to the Bible's word, but, 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 but things don't seem. And what, what happened? Doubt starts coming in. And we've got to be very careful. We don't have, allow doubt to rob us. We don't allow doubt to rob us of our faithfulness. We, we, we want to throw in the towel because things aren't moving as fast as we want them to move. Listen, if that was the case with American ingenuity, uh, America would not be where it's at today because a lot of these big corporations and people just kept going and going and going. The light bulb, I think, took over a thousand tries before Thomas Edison. Was it Edison? That created light bulb? Or was it Alexandra Bell? No, I'm kidding. Edison took a thousand times before he actually created the light bulb. He stayed faithful to the process. And listen, the enemy's going to tell you and whisper in your ear, it's not working. Your faith isn't working. Nothing is working. You might as well forget it. Doubt creeps in. It says, don't go to church today. You don't worry about it because you're not seeing any blessings. Church is not helping any. And people fall out. They stop reading the word. They stop praying. They stop seeking God. And they just have this humdrum life that they were never meant to live. Three keys to faithfulness. First of all, God is faithful. God is faithful. He's faithful to his word. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, will he not do it? God is faithful to his word. And, and, and God is faithful. Listen, the Bible says that when we're dealing with temptations to quit, the Bible says that God is faithful to those that are being tempted to quit or to go back to Egypt. First Corinthians 22, uh, 10, I believe it's verse 13, says no temptation is, has overtaken you except such as common to man. 
but God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with every temptation, he's able to make a way of escape. Listen, it doesn't matter how big the problem is or how much the pressure is. God is able to make you escape every device, every problem, everything that the enemy is trying to do against you. God is able to help you get through it. No wonder, no matter what you're going through today, God is faithful and he will give you the strength to go through any problem, any situation that seems to be against you. Jesus is faithful. Jesus is faithful. I love this because in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus was in the garden and he was praying, God, if there was another way, let this pass, let this cup pass me up. And he prayed three times and God said, no, he had to go to the cross. And Jesus went to the cross, a cross that he despised. He didn't want to be persecuted. He didn't want to be beat. Jesus wasn't looking forward to it. He didn't want to be separated from the Father. Jesus went to the cross so that we could have the crown. And I'm going to say this to you today. No cross, no crown. No pain, no gain. There is pain at times serving God. And I'm going to say number three, God's word is trustworthy. Psalms 119 says, your word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. God's word is trustworthy. In 2 Peter 1.3, it says, God's divine power has given us everything that we need for life. And for godliness, the power was given to us through the knowledge of the one who called us by his own glory and integrity. And so God's word is more sharper than any two-edged sword. It, it, you can stand on God's word. It's, it, it's a foundation that will never sink. I'm telling you, God's word is trustworthy. If you're believing for your kids to be saved, God's word says you and your household shall be saved. They're coming in to the kingdom of God. If you're believing for prosperity and you haven't seen the overflow yet, but you're tithing and giving offerings, just wait because the blessing is on the way. If you're believing for healing in your body, keep standing on the word of God. And I'm telling you, you keep standing, you keep speaking the word, and healing will come into your bodies. Just keep saying, stay faithful to the process. Stay faithful to God. And you will see the blessings of God, not only in your life, but in the lives of all those around you. You believe that today? Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you for your goodness and for your mercy and for your love. And I thank you, Father God. Oh, help us to be faithful to you. Help us to walk with you no matter what it looks like, no matter what the opposition is. Help us to be faithful. Father, I thank you for those that's in the audience today and those watching online. And, and, and you're in a point of your life where you're in a crossroads. You're in a valley of decision. The Bible says there's many in a valley of decision. And, and you need to make a decision of where you're going to move. Are you going to move closer to God? Or are you going to walk in your own ways? 
and you're going to move away from God. So today, the Bible says the day of salvation. If you're in this audience today or, or with your heads bowed and your eyes closed and, 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 and you know it's time for you to get on the righteous path. Because the Bible says the broad path leads to destruction and many are on that broad path. Many are on doing their own thing, doing their own ways on a broad path of destruction. But, there, but Jesus said he is the narrow path. He's the narrow way. And the only way you're going to have life and life more abundantly is to choose the narrow way, Jesus. So if that's you today, if you're ready to make a, a fresh commitment to God, if you're online, you're ready to move forward in God. If you're in the audience, just raise your hand. I'm not going to call you up, but I'm going to pray for you. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If you're ready to make a fresh commitment to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Those watching online. I want you to say this and mean this in your heart. You ready to move forward in God? Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, Jesus, I declare and I make you my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.